Life. This is Winston. I am here with Dini Lee Trot from Bermuda, our first ever international guest here on the Creativity Cocktail. And I am under 100% um, assurance that I just screwed up how to pronounce your name. <laughs> Actually, you didn't. That was great. Dini Lee is perfect. Oh, it was good? Okay, fantastic. <laughs> I just was like, oh my gosh, because I've been calling you Danny for like years. I think that's like an American accent challenge. So there's going to be several times in this conversation where I'm going to jack that up. (laughs) So let me ask you a question. You're our first ever international uh, guest. And again, thank you for doing this. So tell us, recently there was um, Bermuda Day. Yes. So tell us about Bermuda Day and what happens in Bermuda on Bermuda Day. Well, of course, Bermuda Day 2020 was a lot different than our typical Bermuda Days. Um, normally, there we start off the morning with an international half marathon, and we so there's races and things going on in the streets, and families typically are sitting out and cheering on the runners. And then we have a big parade that goes all through the city, and it culminates into basically an all-day party. You have people that are camping, you have people that are just doing barbecues on the side of the street. It's really a, just a complete celebration of our history. The parade okay. enta- like it entails dancers and majorettes and our Bermuda cultural gombes, um, which are gombe dancers in beautiful headdress and peacock feathers. And Didn't you do that one time? I saw, <laughs> I saw that so much. I think carnival. <laughs> I take carnival. We do have carnival in June. But um, of course, this year with social distancing and, you know, all of our current situation, we did not have the races and the parade, but we had a virtual parade, which was awesome. And it gave up, you know, it gave us the opportunity to still share some of the cultures and, you know, our favorite parts of it. So it was still a good day. It was a beautiful, beautiful day. So uh, so a beautiful Bermuda full day, is that what you said? I did. <laughs> you know, I will remember that. Uh, <laughs> so by the time this comes out, so we're speaking and we're right around the early part of June. So it'll probably be a few weeks before this actually gets uh, published mm-hmm. and upload. Tell us how, or tell me, how Bermuda is handling like this pandemic situation like how, because you know, I'm from Jamaica and they're handling it one kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how's it going in Bermuda? I actually think our government is doing a really good job with the way that they're handling it. Um, we are in phase two of reopening right now. Um, so we went through the whole quarantine, we went through the whole curfew, we went through um, not being able to leave past a half mile of our homes um, unless you had, it was your day of the alphabet and you could go to the grocery store or any day you could go to get prescriptions like from the pharmacy, but there was specific days you could go shopping. And of course, all the health and safety precautions are in place with masks and six feet apart and everything's getting sanitized and, and all of that. Um, I think overall, we've been handling it pretty well. And I think the reopening phasing is going well so far. Um, of course, you're going to have certain people that are breaking the rules still and making everyone else nervous because you're still I, getting... I, I am familiar with that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think on the whole, we're doing great. I mean, our airport is still closed, our border is still closed, and we're 21 square miles, so it's a very small island to be quarantined on. 
but um, you know, it's home. So we're making the best of it, the most of it. Of course, it's having a huge economic impact, um, mm. which is happening globally. So it's not like we're alone in that boat. Do you but, have a lot uh, of cases in context for the, the amount of people that are there? Um, I think in con we're at like 120, 120 cases mm. and um, nine deaths. And considering our population is around 60,000, I think we're doing pretty good. Um, everyone has, most people have recovered. Um, and of course, every loss of life is sad and it's tragic. Yes. Um, there have been, you know, there's been a, a direct correlation between those that have passed and previous conditions and things like that. So, but of course it's still, it's still heart wrenching because mm -hmm. you just know this is, it's killing people. But um, we are, we're managing and we're pulling through. I think as a community, it has brought us together as much as we're apart, right. which is, it's, it's the irony of the whole situation, right? You can't be physically together but you're more connected in a lot of ways with people that you necessarily haven't been communicating with a lot recently. Your loved ones are all of a sudden more special and more precious. And, you know, the things that you may not have appreciated previously or took advantage of, like Bermuda Day holiday, all of a sudden it's like, wow, I'm not going to miss this next year. You uh, know what I mean? Yeah, I tell you, the, you make so many great points there. Um, for years, my family, which is all over the earth, you know, we're originally from Jamaica. We've been trying to coordinate a family reunion. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, how are we going to do this? And for years, we were like, where is it going to be? Is it going to be in New York or Florida or Atlanta or somewhere? And I got with my aunt who lives in Orlando. And she's like the oracle of the family. Mm -hmm. And I said, why don't we just do it online? Uh -huh. Why don't we just do it in a virtual setting? And now we're going to have people from England, from Canada, from all of these places join it in our very first family reunion mm -hmm. and online. And I said, it, it's our, our family is, we have to treasure every single person we interact with. For sure. every, every conversation, like me talking to you now, as far as I'm concerned, this is the only thing that exists in the world. I feel special, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is, I, and, and I think before this, before this pandemic, a lot of us were, were constantly distracted and we were letting ourselves be distracted mm -hmm. because we didn't want to see what was going on in front of us. We were like, it's okay to look at my phone 160 times a day. Yeah. Or it was okay to, to look at YouTube videos for five minutes apart 500 times in a week. We, were just, we just kept doing that and we probably still do it but now we acknowledge that every single moment is precious. I think we definitely live more now in the moment than we ever have. I think we definitely appreciate the little things a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I think that on the other end of this, I hope that we come out a little different, a little better, a little stronger, a little more grounded, a little more appreciative. And, and you know, there's a lot of other things going on in the background as well. Yeah. And it's just, I think it just amazes me just to watch how as a community and even as a global community, we all react to the things differently. So, you know, I mean, even if you look at something as, as important as your careers and your professional lives and how you operate from work and everyone's operating from home and it's, it's a whole different 
it's a whole different set of circumstances. Yeah. Like you no longer have coworkers. You have your kids running around <laughs> trying yeah. to keep them quiet while you're on a conference call. Or you have, you know, it's it's just a completely different way of life. It's our new normal. Right. And but it's also caused us to have to grow and change. And, you know, I know a lot of businesses have gone online, they've become virtual, they've offered services that they didn't offer before. We've become a lot more service oriented because we now know and we value our customers and our clients so much more yeah. when you don't have them. I tell you, I was listening to a, um, to a faith leader recently that was talking about, we need to come out of this better for it. Mm -hmm. Like there's things to, that we should all learn and appreciate when we come out of this situation. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, there's a lot of people who want to go back to the new, to the normal, mm -hmm. uh, or whatever was considered normal in the past. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we should. I agree. That normal wasn't working for us. We thought it was, but it wasn't. It, it, it wasn't. There was as much anxiety and depression and challenges and disconnection one of the things that we humans do a great job at is connecting with people agreed we, we agreed. just we just do it as a as i am somewhat I, I lean toward being an extrovert i'm not an extrovert i'm not super loud but i like to be in crowds i like to be with people mm -hmm. and um after a while doing it virtually you gotta learn new ways of doing it you know yeah. you just do because you know you just just do it. And it but it's been rewarding because i tell you there's been people that I hadn't talked to in a long time. Yeah, that's for sure. And I know I've definitely valued uh, connections that may have gotten a little lost or a little further away than we would have liked. And, you know, your time and your priorities change. They yeah. become different. And, and you start to really appreciate kind of every moment of every day. And my to-do lists look a lot different. You know, my priorities look a lot different. You know, it's, it's a whole it's a whole change of life and i think when you say that um some want to go back to the old normal i i just i'm reminded that this happened for a reason and yes. everything happens for a reason and we have to learn the lessons from it we have to grow from it we have to use it to better ourselves i mean as a human race we have to do better i mean we were killing the earth even the earth is happier you know there are trees right. there weren't trees there's a 30 percent reduction in a lot of congested places all over the earth yeah it's, it's, a story like in delhi in new delhi in india for a certain part of the year they can't see in front of their face mm -hmm. there was so much small they couldn't see the sun yep. and now they can see the sun it's amazing you see the you see the swans in, in Venice and the canals. It's, yeah, it's, the things that are now becoming the new normal are the earth healing. And mm -hmm. I think even us healing as a people. So I definitely agree that coming out on the other side of this better is absolutely what everyone should be mm -hmm. aiming for. And, and yes, we, there, are, you know, there are some detrimental effects that are occurring as well. And there is economic and financial challenges that we're going to have to get through as well. But I think if, if this pandemic as a whole has pulled us together as a community, then we work as a community to heal that part of it as well, you know? I was under this kind of naivete look for a while there because the virus itself is, doesn't discriminate mm -hmm. officially. Like how we can respond, like in the United States, there's a disparity between who has health insurance and who does not. And so hence it affects more African-Americans than anyone else. But the virus itself don't care. 
Mm -hmm. the, the virus itself will infect you and I and anyone of any other ethnic group the same. Yeah. So I was under this hope and thought that it would bring us human beings to an understanding that we, the differences that we always say that we think we have, because we've created these constructs, right? Mm -hmm. You know, about who's different and why you're different. Because you came from one side of the earth or another side of the earth and the socioeconomic reasons that it would bring us together. Mm -hmm. I still have that hope though, that, that it would. I mean, you see it every day in different ways. Like here, when I look at the people at the hospitals and the responders that are there, they don't care. Mm -hmm. They just care about helping people. They don't care whether you're black or white or from Atlanta or from Canada. They don't care. They're just trying to help people. So that part is working. Mm -hmm. Let's shift a little bit. Uh, Danny. <laughs> Danny. Danny. I knew I was going to mess it up. <laughs> My New York accent is hard. It's <laughs> hard to overcome. Like you and I met. Um, because we were supporting an organization many years ago. Yeah. And I, I got a chance to spend some time with you in support of that organization uh, in Australia. And, um, and that was amazing. That was fantastic. I met your wonderful dad who helped me out immensely because mm -hmm. I was going, I, I went through a surgery like two weeks earlier, and but I already had my ticket to go to Australia. And I, was I like, remember oh. that. I was like I'm going. <laughs> I don't care. I, like, I got to walk. I was worried for a minute. I was like, Ah, oh, this is gonna make it. <laughs> and I was just stumbling, bumbling around, but I could care less because it was mm -hmm. a great opportunity to to meet you and I'd like to meet you, meet you, and not just to have a passing combo. And um, so, tell us a little bit about yourself about your background, and I know you're doing something really wonderful right now that the whole world needs to know, like right now. So tell <laughs> us a little bit about yourself and what's up with you and what you're doing. Sure, um, so my background um, for the last two and a half decades, I am a project manager and I specialize in events and entertainment. So I've been creating events, festivals, races, concerts, um, producing a variety of just amazing experiences for people um, in Bermuda and around the world. When we were in Australia, I was producing one then. And um, it has been the joy of my life. It is definitely my passion as far as skill set is concerned. Um, I, I love creating from scratch. I love starting with nothing, coming up with a concept, either alone with a team and then visualizing it planning it, organizing it, bringing the logistics together, and then executing it from start to finish. And then at the end of the day, seeing that final product that never existed before, yeah. that lights my soul up. I, I absolutely love doing projects and events. Um, they've ranged, I've done- Sounds like creativity. Oh, I, I, it's what I want to do. I mean, I, I started as a youngster dancing and my whole family are musicians and singers and entertainers. So I've always had a passion for music and entertainment. I have a broad love and appreciation for most genres. And so going into that industry, the entertainment industry was second nature. It was like, I didn't even have to think about it. It just 
started to happen. And I did everything from wedding coordinating to special event decorating to production management to backstage. I acted in plays and directed plays. And so I've just really kind of gone through the hill. I modeled, I produced fashion shows, I produced food fast. No, I didn't know the part about that thing. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a lot you didn't know about me. But um, so I, I just kind of, I went through that whole gamut from literally from the ground up, just building the experiences in most areas of entertainment and I love it. It's it's literally me. I, I don't I don't ever envision my life not having entertainment or events somehow tied into it. Um, so that's what I've been doing for the last 25 years. I, I co-owned a production company. I worked as the um, events project manager for our city here, which is the city of Hamilton for over a decade. Um, I've, I launched and created the Bermuda Zomi Fashion Week. We had that for 10 years. Um, city oh, yes, I've seen images from that. That, is, that was amazing. That was Thank really you. Cool. And that was, that was a global event. Um, we had the city food festivals that I created and arts festivals, music festivals. It's just really just been a lifetime of making things happen and creating experiences for people that they want to enjoy that they want to make memories at and that'll stay with them they'll remember these things and so I think when it comes to who I am I, I feel like I'm divided into three parts like my skill set which is my passion because that's projects events entertainment um, but also I'm really passionate about travel I love to travel I love to explore different countries um, different spaces different people different like when you travel to a foreign country it's no experience like it. And that- the time I saw you, you were like in Thailand or Singapore. Singapore. <laughs> like, where is she? Yeah. That was great. Yeah, I, I, I really do love to travel. And then I think the third piece of me is the, the wanting to give back. And I feel like that kind of completes you when you have a way to be able to give back. And so over the last two and a half decades, it's always been finding elements in my events where I can create opportunities for artists. So I often, um, like my models from fashion festival have ended up with some have international contracts, signed with agencies, walked in international fashion weeks. Some of my artists have performed overseas internationally. They've had international exposure on different, you know, global networks and television shows. Um, the project we worked on in Australia, you know, that brought all walks of life together to compete in a competition that on a global stage that had never really happened before. So That's so exciting. I mean, I, 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 I've kept in contact with so many people from that event. It was just amazing to bring people from all over the earth for an event like you, literally it was phenomenal. It just was. It was amazing. And and that is how I like to include that give back element into my career, into what I do, is by really providing opportunities that can help launch and support, educate, and provide, provide what they need to get to the next level. So those are kind of the three things that make up Dana Lee, so to speak, I guess. That's awesome. So I know you're, you've launched your own podcast recently and, and it's been super successful. I was sharing with you before we started broadcasting that we here at the Creativity Cocktail have had a lot of success, but your quick success or your relatively quick success, I was like, I got to learn something from you. I gotta, it's just been so amazing. So, so tell us about that. Thank you. Um, 
I, I mean, it's not, it's not something that I knew what I was going to set as a standard or a rule. Positively Purposed is the name of my podcast, and it is a platform that I wanted to create for women, specifically women in the prime of their life, um, that have had experiences and still are at a space where they want more, or they've been through something traumatic or something that has kind of stuck them in a place where they felt afraid to move forward, or they felt they didn't have the resources, the support, or even the know-how to move forward. And I wanted to create an opportunity for them to hear stories of women, both expert women in different fields and experienced women that have been through certain things and have moved on and have figured out ways to grow, have figured out ways to chase their dreams in their 50s, 60s, or it could be in their 30s. But really, I think as women, um, we tend to prioritize everyone else in our life first. Um, it could be our partner, it could be our parents, it could be our children, it could be just someone random because we have a giving spirit and our own desires and dreams and passions sometimes get squished down and they don't get pursued because everyone else is first. And so this space was really for us to come back into ourselves and decide, well, what is it that I'm passionate about? What do I love? What makes me happy when I wake up in the morning that I know I'm going to do today? What really makes me want to see my life next year or in five years time or in 10 years time? And so this podcast was really to provide that platform to share those stories and to share support as to how we can make a better life for ourselves mentally emotionally spiritually um, energetically financially and and make changes without fear of where that's going to take us but really more excited anticipation as to where it can go so that's what positively purpose is and um, so I've I've only had um, my introductory episode and five full-length episodes so far Um, but they've been amazing. The women that I've had the opportunity to interview and talk with have really opened up different uh, mindsets. You know, I really think life and where you go with it and your positivity and your perspective, it all starts with your mindset. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of what we discuss is, you know, how do I get my mindset in a space where I can grow, where I can change, where I can move forward, where I can express myself in ways that I may have been afraid to do previously. Um, right. Sometimes we suppress our own expressions and all it does is frustrate us. It causes stress. I mean, stress is the killer. 95% of disease is caused by stress of some sort. And if we don't find ways to express ourselves, we bottle it up. And so the podcast is all about, you know, how do you let those things out? How do you grow? How do you move forward? How do you heal yourself from past trauma and, you know, make the most of life moving forward? That's awesome. We have such an, um, an alignment there in the creativity cocktail and positively purpose. I am obviously going to make sure that there's links to your podcast here in our show notes. Thank you. That, that, that is incredible. So tell me a little bit about your life you just walked us through some great things that you're doing tell us about some of your inspirations then and now like are they people are there things are there events tell us about those things you know i think um as far as inspiration goes i'm always looking to do the next best thing kind of thing the next thing that's going to elevate me 
I, I don't compare myself to others or where others are in their life or in their journey because we all have our own journeys and our time frames can be completely different. And so I, I don't think it's healthy for me to compare myself to others or, or other um, projects. But what I do compare myself is to, okay, where was I two years ago or five years ago? And have I grown? Have I learned? And what can I do to be even better next year? So I think right now with all the experiences and events that I've produced for the last, you know, 20 years, my next thing is, okay, what else can I do globally? Because Bermuda's 21 square miles and I've experienced, you know, doing events in other countries, Australia being one of them. And I love it. I love the combination of two of my passions. I mean, events and travel combined together, plus putting in the give back of being able to provide platforms for other people. So I think when it comes to what's next for me, it's okay, what's the next big project that's going to allow me to combine all three of the things that I love and make a difference and make an impact and move forward with that. Um, Positively Purposed was kind of a springboard for me Um, I went through some things last year that really made me have to stop and kind of sit back and reflect. And I think sometimes we go through things. That's always an important exercise, right? It is. It's a very, it's a crucial exercise. And sometimes we can get on the, on the rat race or in the hamster wheel and we're just going, 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 and we're not really thinking about what we're doing or where we're going or if this is what we should be doing or where we should be going um so it caused me to stop and pause and that's kind of when the whole concept of positively purpose came about because i was like i cannot be the only woman that's over 40 and you know (laughs) trying to figure out how to move forward from major changes you know what i mean and um so i wanted to like express that to other women like I literally, I'm, I'm not ashamed of my age. I just went 45. Fantastic. And I, thank you. Yes. And, As a person who just turned five years older than that a few months earlier. I recall the big 50 celebration. All right, so look at us. <laughs> World, we are not, but you, what we, you think we look like. We are, we look like decades younger than that. But yeah, so it was just really, you know, being at this stage of my life and I'm like, okay, So, you know, how do you make those major changes in order to make the next step, you know? And you've done, I mean, your podcast is is amazing. And it's something that you just, when, I remember when you first started, I guess, kind of blogging, I I guess maybe before the blog. Um, And I'm watching and I'm like, you know, I I always followed you with the plays and and all the exciting creativity. And then when you started um, the creativity cocktail, I'm like, and I love the name it was just it's just it's got that sexy fun but serious kind of you know and it's it's awesome so congratulations to you thank you thank you thank you so much and um thank you for having me as well so yeah it's just I think um next for me is definitely more international moves I have some big plans coming up pretty soon um they got a little warped and delayed because of the runa but yeah, um, yeah. I, I, we have the same thing i think there's even more alignment that we can connect with beyond even this podcast mm-hmm. when we crafted rising tides charity which is the name of our organization yes. and creativity calculus part of that our vision for three years out from our inception was that we were going to and we still are it's just a, what the three years is based on corona um we were going to take what we know 
and what we do, and we're going to and we're going to have a mission trip to another country where we will go because many of the board members are people of different disciplines from a creativity perspective. We were going to a place that doesn't usually get access to these things and have acting classes, have writing classes, have public speaking classes, and at the same time, give them the basic necessities that they need in their environment, whether that's whatever that might be. Um, but make sure that we get enough funds that we can give them those fundamental things, whether it's food or whatever else it might be. But then sh tell them that creativity is a way to help them. So that aligned with what you're doing. I think there's a way to align on these things. There's no doubt about it. You know, some of our board members uh, have a good connection with other parts of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, one in Haiti, where they've done several mission trips in Haiti. Okay. Another where they've done a couple of mission trips in um, very underserved areas of France. Mm -hmm. So, you know, once I said that to the board members, they were like, oh, let's go do that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, we want to go to France. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but, I, but I know that there's parts of the world where creativity, and even this podcast itself, we've had people listen to it from all over the planet. I know that we can go and do this. We can go and share. You know, being a creative is, is something that's inherent and imbued within every single one of our spirits. Mm -hmm. So here we are, and let's teach you some great ways that you can write your first screenplay or your first theatrical play, or this is how you get up and act or talk in front of an audience, or, or if you want to write music, we've got all of those disciplines. And um, that plus what you're doing, I was like, oh my gosh, this may be a tour. Yes, and then, you know, when we get to it, you know, conceptually as, as, one of the leaders, I, I know how to create a vision that's compelling. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the things that we'll probably be asking your help with as we get to that point is the logistical, <laughs> tactical, strategical way of making sure that we execute on that. Well, I, I, that's what I love to do. So <laughs> the world needs it. Mm -hmm. For sure. Definitely. The world needs positively purpose. They need what we're doing. And at this point, if, corona, if the coronavirus is going to happen at any point in history, my opinion is that this was the best time for it to happen. Mm. It's bad. We've lost thousands of people mm -hmm. all over the world. Um, my family lives in the center of it in the United States of America, in New York. It's bad. Mm -hmm. and, and it hurts a lot. But if it had happened at any other given point, if it happened 15 or 20 years ago, you and I couldn't be having this conversation right now. Mm -hmm. The yep. technology did not exist for this to happen. Mm -hmm. Working at home would not even have been an option no. for many people. And so hence the virus's ability to propagate itself would have been even bigger. Sure. So if it had to happen as bad as it is, is happening now, um, and I think the world continue needs to focus on us being there for each other mm. you know it, it's hard sometimes you know right now as we're talking there's lots of lots of protests in the united states of america for a really bad um racist event that happened where a man was killed yes. by a racist cop yeah uh, that's really bad 
at the same time, when I looked at those crowds of people who are protesting, the crowds are everybody. Um, and so that tells me that you can't give up hope on humanity at this point. Yeah, I, I saw one video that really touched me. Um, and it was, it was kind of a friend of a friend who was overseas in, in the midst of the protests. And a whole line of white folk created a barrier around the black protesters to protect them from the cops. And I was like, wow, that it, it spoke volumes, you know? Isn't that something? And I tell you, um, I love all my people. Um, and we've created a lot of constructs over time mm -hmm. to separate ourselves because we're trying to understand our world. Mm -hmm. We're trying to understand our purpose. So sometimes when we can't understand it, we create a we create these rackets or these these things that says, "Well, I'm better than you." because I live here, or because I grew up here, or because I have more money than you, or whatever that might be, and that's not true. You know, at, at the end of our days, Danny, get it that's big. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of our days, we're not gonna remember any stuff. We're not gonna remember like, whether we lived in a beautiful place, or we had a whole bunch of fancy clothes, or we had the latest technology. All we're gonna remember is like, who did we love? How did they make me feel? What That's memories right. do I have from that? That's right. That's all we're gonna remember. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that's worth it. So the life we live should be about creating more of that, not just for us, but for others. And one of the reasons why we called it the Rising Tides charity is that when no one you're on a journey and everyone's rising together, the yeah. chances of us getting there are just better. It, it, it just is. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the conversation. A couple more questions for you. Sure. First of all, if, how, if someone wants to contact you or connect with you or Positively Purposed, what's some ways that they can do that? Sure. Um, so Positively Purposed is uh, it's on all of the podcast directories. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Alexa, TuneIn. It's pretty much anywhere that you find podcasts. Um, you can look up Positively Purposed and find us there. Our website is PositivelyPurposedPodcast.com. Um, so you can always go onto the website and, and find us there. On Instagram, we're at Positively Purposed, as well as on Facebook. So if you type in Positively Purposed, you will find us somewhere on the World Wide Web, um, whether it be on your mobile device or on a laptop. Um, personally, my host name is Nina Dana Lee, which is my first and middle name. And I am on Instagram at Nina Dana Lee. That's N-I-N-A-D-A-N-I-L-E-E. That is wonderful. Um, so here's a, here's a last, que last question, and this is a tough one. So are you ready? Yes. I think so. So. <laughs> <laughs> so someone comes to you and they say, hey, I am struggling with my life. I'm struggling with creativity as an outlet for my life. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do it or if it's being effective for me. And you and that person are having a conversation. I'm not in a room. It's just you and them. Mm -hmm. What are some guidance that you give that person? That's a great question. I think to start, the fact that you acknowledge that you need the outlet 
is is a, a huge start because sometimes we can be stuck in a space and feel repressed and we don't know why or we don't understand what can help us to get through that so acknowledging that you have a creative streak that's not being expressed is is a perfect start i think the other thing is also to really figure out what your why is um, whenever we're doing something yeah. the passion that's behind it is typically because of a why so you know i love what i do with events because i know what platform i can provide for people and the joy that i get out of being able to help people creativity could be a personal why it could be you know i love to create art and see it on a wall and make people look beautiful it could be i love to act sing or dance and be on the stage and make people happy i love to be a comedian because i want to make people laugh and it gives me joy you know laughter is the healing of the world it could be i'm a musician and and music is a language that crosses all barriers so that's why i love music it's in my heart it, it makes my my soul move whatever your why is is what has to drive you i think a lot of us talk about being motivated but it's really not so much motivation as it is passion and then discipline to stick with it and to push through it i think we all have to understand that our gifts are our gifts and they're not meant to be selfishly held within us and not shared with the world. Otherwise, they wouldn't be a gift. A gift is it's for everyone else, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> I think to understand that giving the gift is actually the most selfless thing that you can do because it's expressing yourself and it's also providing that gift for other people to get to enjoy it and share it. So I would suggest that they immediately find like minds, um, being around like-minded people, a tribe of people that are supportive, that understand your thought processes, or that can relate, will be a big help. Um, if you're a creative and you're stuck amongst a family or a circle of analytical, logistical thought processors, you're going to feel like, you know, a lead bait sinking, probably already <laughs> sunk, because you're not able to, you know, talk the talk and walk the walk of the things that really burn you up inside. So. Finding groups, whether it be a Facebook group, whether it be an online community, whether it be a physical group that you can go to and you can discuss things and you can share ideas and talk. And it gives you, it almost empowers you to know that this is normal. Expressing creativity is natural and you need to do it. There, there has to be an outlet for you to get it out. And it's important for you to do it. And I wouldn't allow resources or fear to stop you because all it's gonna do is stifle you in, in every other area of your life. So I believe if you have that in your heart, if you have it in your soul, you need to share it and you need to find ways to connect with people that'll help you and support you in doing that. Um, I think the Creativity Cocktail is an amazing platform for that because you get to hear what other people have, have done and are doing. I know some creative people that they're creative and they don't think they are. Yes. You know? and, and it's because they haven't figured out what their niche is and you know finding your niche and then being able to express yourself through that niche is what i would encourage people to do that was beautiful <laughs> and inspirational thank you I, 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 I usually i'm not at a loss for words <laughs> but i tell you that was fantastic then uh, I, I hope that dini i'm hoping that you can um that we can continue to work together and that you will join us again in this way uh, formally. The world is going to be so amazed by your conversation. It's going to be um, incredible. Um, 
I thank you so much. And I'm going to leave the last word of the conversation to you. you. Okay. Like, what's the last thing you want to share with the audience? I think the last thing I'd like to share with the audience is to be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Keep a positive mindset and always keep walking in the direction of your dreams and your passions. Don't allow anything to stifle that for you. That's awesome. Everybody in the world, please take snippets play this over multiple times um you're going to this conversation will be one that'll be recorded and 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 we are actually getting close to actually having our audiobook by the end of this year so danny this part of this danny part of this is going to have some snippets of this great conversation on it oh, we're going to make our creativity cocktail audiobook at the end of this year that is such an amazing thing. I am so excited. We've got that is exciting. Congratulations. I look Thank forward you. to that. We're going to have, we're gonna have s- at least 60 people by that time, maybe more, sharing different ways and different bits of guidance on how we can all find our creative selves or ignite our creative selves. I love it. I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Everyone else, please go to risingtidescharity.org. You can find us on Creativity Cocktail, on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Podbean. Go to Apple Podcasts and find us at Creativity Cocktail there, Spotify, Google, all of those fantastic places. And again, we thank our wonderful first international guest here, Dini. <laughs> Take care, everyone. This is one scene.